Welcome survivors, burnout community, and those disinterested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor at KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo, it's a reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not gonna let it drive the narrative to our stories. We're gonna do something about it. So let's dig in. On November 18, 2021, we had a great discussion, over an hour discussion actually, uh, via Zoom with Dr. Greg Abbott. He's a chiropractor, but he also specializes in gut health, hormonal imbalances, and then overall toxicity of the body and, and what stress does to the body. He's just the guru, the magic scientist of the body and its healing properties. He always is, amazes me. And unfortunately, the audio did not pull well from the Zoom call. I think my internet was slow, so some of the audio was delayed or cut out. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to give you the cliff notes and certainly, if this speaks to you, I want you to reach out to him. I put his email in this podcast notes, and he is the number one person who healed me. He was the first medical professional that I saw over a six-year period of time, and I've seen a lot of specialists that asked the right questions. And I remember his first meeting with me, he said, I am going to work with you on a recovery plan, and if you commit to it, I hope to never see you again. When have we heard that from medical doctors? Usually, I'll see you in 30 days. I'll see you in 60 days. We'll renew your prescription now. And that is not health care. That is sick care. That is keeping me in the system. I want to be healed. And what I found out through the six years of specialists I saw in tests and procedures and prescriptions is you can't heal with, heal with modern medicine. You can heal, though, with holistic health. And when I saw him, I remember sitting in the parking lot thinking, am I seeing a witch doctor? Is this is this going to be voodoo? Am I going to come out alive? And it was an established chiropractor office, but he was highly recommended um, to me for gut health and all the hormonal imbalances that I was having. So I go into him. He is a regular guy. He has four kids and um, he's been in chiropractor care for quite some time. And then he started specializing in this gut and hormonal health. And he knows more about a female cycle and a female body than I even do of my own body. It is amazing. And he asks very simple questions about certain times of my cycle, certain times of the month, certain times of the day, what my body feels like, what is my body saying. Um, he looked at some of my skin rashes and then he had me take a gut sample to see where all my bacteria was. And at the next appointment where he had all that data, he could tell me, even better than I could, where my symptoms were, when, what time of day I was having them. He was asking me questions that were just so relatable that I couldn't figure out the words for, and he had the words for it. And that's because my gut basically was um, in destructive mode, and it was affecting everything else in my body, all the other organs that were next. And he said the most impactful thing that I'll never forget is hormones are a symptom of the body. So when you have a hormone imbalance, you don't fix the hormones, you fix the root cause before that, which is the adrenal glands, which is the gut, and then there's some other factors that he talks about that was specific to me. So that was interesting because after all these specialists I saw, no one ever asked me those questions, um, those basic health questions, and no one ever asked me to take a stool sample to check the bacteria in my body or... Um, asked me the questions about why my stomach hurt so bad when I ate. And that's because I had no more stomach acid left. And that was all from chronic stress. So he worked on a recovery plan with me. 
the thing with the recovery plan is you have to be ready to make some changes. And I, I'd like to say it was a complete life overhaul, but when you're sick and you're not feeling yourself and you start to do a few things that make you feel better, you want to do more and you want to sustain those. So one of those was I had to go gluten-free and very low sugar, added sugar diet in order for my gut to start healing. And at first I thought it was hard, but then I started feeling a little better and not wanting to throw up when I ate. And so I wanted to do that more and more. So it's it's kind of training your brain to see the benefits of the, your new actions and habits. So what we talked about during this discussion was coping with stress, specifically to the holidays, but I think you can apply this all year long. And I'm going to just go through a few big topics that were just wow moments over this hour and 15 minutes. There were some great questions by the audience that was there and some great actual um, techniques that the audience used uses from holidays. There's there's one woman during this session that um, had to go see a therapist after the holidays last year because it was so bad. And the therapist gave her so many great tools she shared with us. And I'll, sh I'll share a few with you, but this is why you go seek third-party help. Um, it is no shame or blame to go see a therapist. They are your third-party perspective. If you're having a problem with your spouse, your kids, your work partners, um, you're just having family stress in general. If you're talking to anyone you know, it's pure opinion. They're they're just listening to give you opinion most most of the times. You need someone who's actually going to listen and see that like outside view, outside of all the drama and the personalities because they don't know who you're talking about and and get that perspective. You have no idea how eye-opening uh when I saw a therapist about my burnout to just figure out like the relationship side. How do I move forward without losing everyone I know? Because it's really hard when you're in that resentment, cynical state of burnout to just not want to cut ties with everyone. You know, you guys all did this to me, right? So a therapist helps you kind of sort through that, like who is actually toxic and who is not. And all they do is ask questions. So they're basically just helping you work through your thoughts. It is worth the money um, if it's not already available to you. But if you work for an employer, most employers have an EAP, it's called an employee assistance program, and they already pay for counseling for you, or they include in their benefit plan at a low cost. So make sure you check with your human resources or check your benefit plan before you start um, going to see a psychiatrist or a therapist or a counselor, because you may get, um, you don't have to break the bank to go see these. So when I saw the therapist, it was free through my employer. So it was up to six sessions, and I only used two. But I came in with a plan, you know, this is where I want to go. And then he was able to ask me specific questions to help me work through my thoughts. And it was a very eye-opening experience. So I hope that you utilize that service. So let's dig in. The biggest thing that he, Dr. Greg, stated about coping with stress is build the body up. A lot of times we don't see this as an event. We don't see the holidays as an event, maybe in not a holiday scope. So. If you have a lot of family or friends or traveling around the holidays, you should look at that as an event that you need to build your body up for. Usually, especially in the Midwest where I live, it's cold, it's gloomy, we start eating more, we are less active, maybe we're drinking more, those type of things. It's packer season, so, you know, of course we're drinking more, but we need to be building our body up to be resilient during these things so that when the conversations come up that we don't like or we're around the people we don't like during the holidays, it bounces off of you like armor instead of a big sucker punch to the face. 
And I'm, I'm slightly excited for the holidays this year because I'm in a much better mental state. I am definitely in a better physical state from my burnout. And I feel like I can take on some of those personalities a little bit easier. And some of the things they already say leading up to the holidays about what people are bringing and their comments and that aren't really bothersome anymore. So I have that armor built up. A couple things he said to build the body up. Um, one is that it will be more capable to handle the stress. You're basically building resiliency. Resiliency is not born. Resiliency is not given. It's earned. You have to work for it. And the more you work for it, the easier it will come. The other thing he stated is proactive awareness. What actually is your stressors? To say like this person or this uncle or that person is always difficult isn't really getting at the stressor. What do they say or do that stresses you out? What value are they violating? Why can you not stand this person, especially for those that don't see them very often or maybe just during this time of year? It, you only see them for a small fraction of your life per year and they still bother you that much. So what what is the stressor? And once you can have awareness around it, you can do some research online. You can listen to some podcast books. You can surround yourself with some of the information of why those people are the way they are. So it's interesting because sometimes I will go to holiday parties and the baby boomers and me sometimes don't get along because I am a, am a people pleaser. I'm always watching body language and, and giving employees the benefit of the doubt. And some of the baby boomers don't like that conversation and want to call the, the next generation's weak or entitled. And I hate those comments because, one, they're absolutes. And I'm using absolute when I say baby boomers, too. I shouldn't do that. But I just wanted you to get a demographic of what I'm talking about. The other one is saying someone is a snowflake or entitled or weak is it doesn't move anything forward. They're not teaching this generation anything. Imagine if they would think that this generation is going to lead them to retirement or this generation is going to be in charge of their grandkids and the future world, how they would spread their knowledge and everything that they've learned. Have you ever been with an open-minded baby boomer? They are the most amazing people to dig into their brains. They want to teach you everything. They want to teach you everything they know, everything they've been through. And I can soak that up like a sponge. But then you meet some baby boomers that are just so stuck in their ways and closed-minded. And then the, the third thing he said is own it and take baby steps. So he said we can go through holidays over and over and over again, almost predicting what is going to happen for stress. But we don't change anything. And if we know it's going to happen, if we know if we know we're going to be around these certain people, if we know we're going to eat these certain things that make us sick to our stomach and then feel like crap the next two days, why don't we own it and take baby steps towards change? The other um, thing, a comment when from someone in the audience during this call, she stated that feeling ready is not a feeling; it's a decision. So if you're just waiting to feel ready, it's never going to happen. If you're waiting to get exercise clothes before you work out or you're waiting for that one family member to change so that they don't make you so mad, like it's it's never going to happen. You have to decide to take action. And from action, you'll probably get good outcomes. So either way, own it and take baby steps towards change. So he went through two different things about how to identify um, a few things we can actually take action on 
right away. Before the holidays start, before Thanksgiving comes in, before Christmas. And I'll just sum these up real quick. Uh, The first one is identify the action that's actually draining you. So before the holidays were drained, the holidays that take it out of us, it's that we are already empty. We're already empty from work. The working parent struggle, the maybe you're taking care of your elders, maybe you've um, torn relationships, maybe you have the physical problems like I did. And so when you get to the holidays, it sends you over the edge. You're already at the line, right? So it sends you over the edge, like that one in-law that just kind of itches you wrong, says like some political something, and you're just done. You just want to leave. Well, they're just making a comment or an opinion. and regardless of how vulgar they are, why are you sending yourself into a spiral because of it? And so he said, identify what is draining you now so you can be more resilient later. So your cup is full going into the holidays and then it's it's not all the way to the bottom by the time you get through it. So how he stated this is the body needs 24-hour clock routine. So all your hormones and organs kind of thrive on this routine. And so that's why you've probably heard like, don't eat in the middle of the night because then your digestive system starts up again and it needs rest. Um, Don't drink caffeine in the afternoons because your adrenal glands actually trying to gear down uh, the cortisol so you can sleep, those type of things. So that's the 24 hour clock. And if you Google the 24 hour body clock, it will give you all the information of how you can support it. Um, He went through a few things. The most important one, he said, is cortisol is a stress hormone. So it's the one that gives us energy in the morning. It's the one that gets us to sleep at night. And so on a normal rhythm, that's how it runs. But if you start messing with it, like drinking more caffeine and messing with that flow and that rhythm pattern, then chaos starts to ensue. The balance is off is interesting because when I met a naturopathic doctor and she's in episode three of the burnout prevention subscription, she talks about the adrenal fatigue, which is extremely common in America. And we like to address it with more caffeine. It's just a natural tendency. If you're tired, you're, you seek caffeine and caffeine is a drug, right? The problem with that is it basically tells the adrenal clan, no, thank you. I'm supplementing my energy with caffeine so you don't need to work right now. So it kind of almost says like I'm checked out for the day and then I'm going to work a little less tomorrow because you are supplementing what my job is. I was an afternoon caffeine drinker. I would drink it in the morning, but I would have a cup after lunch and maybe another cup at three o'clock. And I didn't realize that basically I was starting my organs on fire. Uh, I was was messing with the cycle and the rhythm of these hormones. Respect the 24-hour clock and try to not utilize supplements. What it needs is water. Um, If you really need that hot beverage, what I actually do now is I use teas with adaptogens, which we're going to get to um, next. But basically, I replace the behavior of that hot beverage pick-me-up with things that actually aid my adrenal gland instead of starting it on fire. And I've been sleeping better. I was able to get off some sleeping meds. I feel like in the morning, I actually have energy instead of feeling like crap right away in the morning. uh, My rhythm is back on track. Well, the interesting thing is over seven months, I was able to repair all these organs that were basically on fire or crash. And it was all through herbal supplements like uh, roots and adrenal um, herbals and some gut health type of minerals. 
and my body healed itself. The body is a healing beast. So allow it to do its work, but you do have to support it. You have to support and respect that 24-hour clock routine. Second thing he mentioned is support the adrenal gland intentionally. I, up to this point, I'm 35 years old. Up to this point, I've never even heard of this organ. And I had to wait till physical collapse of burnout before someone actually said this organ. And then when I mentioned it to other people or like our wellness coach at work, they are all over it. They said there should be education in high school about this already because this gland is so impactful on what happens next after the gut. And it, it regulates hormones. It regulates your energy. It regulates your sleep. It regulates um, digestive health based off of those hormones. And it was interesting because once I fixed my gut and supported my adrenal gland, my hormones figured itself out. Res supporting the adrenal gland will help regulate other things in your body. What he talked about is you can do a few things. One, reduce caffeine. We already talked about that. Um, stop shocking your adrenal gland with massive amounts of caffeine. And if you have to do it, make sure that you are getting enough water because you're starving yourself of hydration. The other thing is support the cortisol cycle. In the afternoon, it is meant to reduce. And in the morning, it's meant to be rise. So if you can work out in the morning, I am not a morning person, but the more and more I read about it, it the biggest impact you can get in exercises in the morning. Obviously, some exercise is better than no exercise if you had to do it in the afternoon. Um, but respect the cortisol. If you can get a workout in in the morning, that is the best time to do it because you're you're basically adding amp to your adrenal gland in that cortisol spike. And then in the afternoon, don't do the caffeine because you're and you're affecting the next couple of days, the 24-hour clock routine. If you can support the cortisol cycle, uh, it will help with that adrenal fatigue from happening. The other thing he mentioned is besides reducing caffeine and supporting the cortisol cycle is adaptogenic supplements. So these could be roots, these could be like a root supplement. This could be teas. Like I said, I went the tea route because I was drinking the coffee in the afternoon. So that was the easiest for me was I just got adaptogenic type of teas. Um, there's all different things that he can do. And please reach out to him for specifics on what would work best for you. Um, there's also coffees now that they make that are kind of like mushroom based and a little bit healthier for the adrenal gland as well. I have not checked into those yet, but I'm very interested in it because I know how much I was affected by adrenal fatigue. The uh, last thing that he talked about, which is impactful specific to the holidays, is you can't control people. You can't control other people and their perspectives and what they've been through over the last year or two. So instead of getting in a fight, identify what you can control. What can you control? And your response is what you can control. How can you have set healthy boundaries in advance? How can you have healthy boundaries at parties? This this example I wanted to use and, and share with you is our oldest carry challenges. And when he eats certain processed foods or red dye or like a juice box. He goes into another dimension, not from a sugar rush. And it's pretty bad. He's in La La Land. You cannot reach him. He is very impulsive. His sensory switches are um, hard to keep up with. And he struggles in school if school's within those couple days after. Grandmas like to give candy and grandmas love to give juice boxes and ice cream and popsicles and things like that. And in moderation, yeah, it's okay. Or if we were on like a long vacation, it, we allow it because he has to figure out how to live in this toxic world, right? 
I had to have a conversation before the holidays last year to say, just so you know, our son spirals out of control in behavior. He really struggles in focusing in school the next couple of days when you give him juice boxes. Grandmas and grandpas want their grandkids to thrive. They care and love about them. So I don't know if you would consider this reverse psychology, but she stopped giving him juice boxes because she wants him to succeed. She loves him. She doesn't want him to be in pain. And she, now she sees that you're not aiding in love by giving that to him. You're making him spiral out of control. Now, do the other grandkids get juice boxes still? Yes. And actually, he's getting better about saying no because he knows how it makes him feel. But I had to have that proactive conversation instead of waiting until the party happens again. They give him juice boxes and then the next three or four days we pay for it, had to pick him up from school, talk to the principal and so on. So instead of going through that stress spiral over and over again, I had a proactive conversation to say, you know, this ain't happening. It doesn't have to be this huge conflict. Find a way to proactively have conversations and meet in the middle. Their audience members said when they went to therapy that the therapist said, you are the parent now. So although you go to parties and they want to make decisions on behalf of their grandkids, you are the parent. You are their voice. So you have every right to say, no, we're not traveling all over the place on Christmas. Or no, we will not be staying for the third round of desserts. Or no, they do not get candy on top of the three brownies you just gave them. You are the parent. They are not their parent. So you have to remember that these lines can be established in healthy ways before it can get to the conflict level. I hope that this was very helpful for coping with stress. Again, if this is hard for you and this is a hard time of year, I want you to know that 91% of people do not cope with stress well. That includes me. I'm actually, even though I have all these great tools and I feel so much better, I'm still slightly dreading the holidays. It's lost its magic over the years through my burnout. So I am hoping to use some of these techniques and bring back the magic slowly. But I wish you and your family and your friends a happy and healthy holiday. You cannot recover from burnout with prescriptions, procedures, or surgeries. Come join a holistic community specializing in burnout to begin your recovery. Each month for only $10. Get a specialist lecture, worksheets, and action planning delivered right to your email. Take it from a burnout survivor when I say your recovery begins with just one action step. Burnout is a confusing and lonely, lonely journey. I want you to know you are not alone. I hope to see you here again for more recovery tips and education. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your family and friends. If no one shared the word burnout with me, I don't know where I would be today. See you soon.